When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, folks. Welcome to Dustin's Vital. And uh, what's up, Anthony? How you feeling, buddy? Oh, I feel good. Can't you see I'm smiling? <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's the world's <laughs> the world's ending smile. I got it. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, man. So you've been uh, working on your new album. That's pretty cool. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on a uh, it's like a meta concept album. Ooh. Um called comedy songs are not funny nice and, uh i've been so it's actually a fact it's not meta it's just real right it's just real it's just yeah <laughs> so it's songs about songs and uh is it's like that so um, very cool well, do you have the name of a couple songs i have a well one is called this is a single okay uh, that's, gonna that. be my, that's gonna be my single nice. um i have another one called one chord one chord. I'm playing, I'm playing one chord. See, I think it'd be interesting if you did This Is My Song and then it was just the whole album. And then you said This Is The Chord and it's like a really intricate, like eight chord song. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> eventually it does kind of become, become oh, that. Oh, gotcha. So Very cool. It's just playing with the, just playing with the, the, the tropes of music and comedy and uh, um, just trying to do it in an interesting way. But then also have songs that sound, that sound good, catchy songs that are, Fun you to think, listen to. You think you'll ever head towards like just less comedy and just like regular type of songs, like you know, just you know that aren't necessarily like jokey and stuff. You think you'll head in that direction? Because I was wondering about that because it, it feels like you're kind of starting to become more of a musician more than joke telling. So as a comic, yeah. so yeah. Well, I mean, it's weird because it for the it, once the pandemic hit. Well, leading up to it, I was starting to do more songs than yeah. uh, when I was a new comedian. But then in the pandemic, uh, it just was felt it felt better to do mostly songs on all the virtual shows. And so now that I'm doing that, I it's it's just been more kind of more fun and more interesting uh, lately. Do you, do you think you have that in you to like write a love song that's not funny? <laughs> it would be interesting. <laughs> that's what I did for, you know, over 10 years before I was doing comedy. I, I wrote yeah. songs like that. But it would be interesting to see what that would be like now. Because well, you're such I, a broody boy, so I know <laughs> you could write some good love, love songs. <laughs> some Trent Reznor stuff. Yeah. But it's Very hard. Cool. I think it's hard because you got to be like vulnerable when you're doing real serious music. Yeah, I wrote some when I was a Mormon. I wrote some like religious type songs that were just kind of like not as the kind of poppy weird. Like I had some envision that I was going to be some Mormon rock artist. It was a weird <laughs> time in my life. <laughs> songs like we only drank Mountain Dew and. Yeah. <laughs> Don't finger bang your sister. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I do say mention sister. Ma- 
It doesn't mean <laughs> sister. It just means a girl oh, just, in the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like you know. Sister Mary or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do mention Mountain Dew in one of my new songs. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I have a song that's about selling out, and then at one point I start doing product placement in it. And Mountain Dew. I like one that. Yeah. I have a new Mountain Dew joke. You do. So everybody's on the Mountain Dew page. Yeah. Yeah, I have a joke. I say, I say, uh, moving to Hollywood has been quite an experience because it's it's such a juxtaposition where it's like something beautiful and then something disturbing all in one breath. You know, I'm like you'll see the most amazing sunset with purple skies and palm trees, and you look over and you be like, "Is that dude trying to shit in a Mountain Dew bottle?" And you're like five minutes later, you're like, he did it. Okay. So that's, yeah. I Mountain like Dew, everybody. It's a delicious drink. Um, I used to drink it a lot. Yeah. It'll a kill you. Yeah. It's a good yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. Fine. It'll get you up. It'll get you up. I like diet Mountain Dew because, you know, I got, we got, we have to have the abs. We're rock stars, Anthony. Yeah. I'm working on it. So a couple of uh, random pulls today. Um, we'd, we'd been talking about, I don't, my, my uh, computer's a little tight, so I have to back up a little. But um, we had talked about The Exorcist being kind of the, the soundtrack of, of the haunting soundtrack of, of the movies and have being one of the most scariest soundtracks. And so this is the guy who did it, uh, Mike Oldfield's uh, Tubular Bells. And so this is oh, a really yeah. cool album. If you're, if you're into something that's just kind of instrumental and weird and kind of, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's just a really cool listen. Um, you know, because it's something like you've never heard before, you know, it's like, I mean, one of the, the exorcist songs is on here actually, but, uh, it's just a really cool kind of thing to, if you're sick of, cause sometimes I get tired of the same stuff, you know, like radio music or just oh yeah, you know, even my own collection. I'm just like, ah, I need to hear something different. So this is a really cool, bizarre kind of sound. If you want to check it out. And since we're kind of doing, um, you know, goth themes, it's weird. Cause, um, I feel velvet underground is probably a little more kind of the goth angle as the Lou Reed, the early Lou Reed stuff is definitely kind of that goth angle. And this is a really cool album. Uh, that looks Lou like Reed. the crow. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> cover, definitely, yeah. definitely the look of it is very goth and this is rock and roll animal. And, uh, you know, it's got sweet Jane and, and all the classics on it and stuff. And, uh, rock and roll which is great and it's just it's like heroin which is you know it's like oh, yeah. a nine minute song so it's great very long very long songs it's basically uh it's like three songs on one side and four on the other and they're just you know very just kind of just melodic just long you know instrumental pieces in between this howling you know lou reed which you know kind of under understated you know kind of he's kind of one of the reasons that i wanted to come to new york like he was always oh, kind of yeah. this, this new york kind of gritty guy that always made me feel that new york was cool and i feel like it was cooler back then now it's just a Dwayne reed but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's when it had soul you know so no uh, so yeah so we're we're gonna you know we're gonna kind of get it to the uh stay with the goth theme because it's halloween coming up uh, and before we get started, uh, Anthony, what was what are your favorite Halloween costumes? Do you remember as a kid? Did you dress up as anything fun? Oh, as a kid, I as you know kid. I was obsessed with um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice! So I I had a costume that was like it was a like I sort of made it myself. Like I had the stuff that you could buy, <laughs> like the bandana, yeah. whatever the the yeah. the weapons. But then I was like I had like a green. Sw uh, like green sweatpants and green sweatshirt so that I could like cover up. Uh, and I loved the costume so much that um, I would just wear it when it wasn't <laughs> Halloween. 
Oh, that's I was amazing. like seven it, years old. And so oh, I was thinking you were going to say I was 17. I was like, yeah, I was and, like 17. Uh, <laughs> I love but, it how the, you, you know, it's the thing when you're, you know, when you're poor, you don't know you're poor. You know what I mean? Like, I had just, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're a kid. You're just like, this is amazing. And then you're walking around yeah. wearing a Payless, you know, oh, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's when I knew my parents weren't making money. Like they they made money and they, they would make money and not make money. And so I always knew we were broke by what kind of shoes we were wearing or how much we went to church because my dad was <laughs> he always got religious when he got broke. Yeah. But uh, I remember one time my mom made me Planet of the Apes and like she, it, it was like a, an intricate kit. Like you had to like glue on the stuff and paint the thing and I had like a big black wig and it was pretty cool. That's but, yeah, I uh, like that. Which we were one these, were who are you? What? Uh the smart one. Was it Cornelius? Uh, Dr. Zayas? Dr. Zayas. Not the redheaded one. The other one. The, oh. the lead. I don't know his fucking oh, name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forget. Apes. Nobody I knows. You don't know that. <laughs> don't act like you know that. Um Adam <laughs> might know it because he's has quite a few videos. But uh welcome to the show, everybody. This is fun. We're excited. Uh can you play any haunting music for us, Anthony? Was we bring in these two maniacs? Uh. Uh, there's something anything. in a minor. <laughs> Welcome to Dustin's Vinyl Goth Edition. Introducing the other ghouls of the show. We have Jeffrey Paul and Adam Holtz, everybody. Yeah. That's how you do a Halloween intro. What's <laughs> up, guys? How are you? How's it going? Hey, guys. How's everyone? Good. Jeff's in his car. So he's going to sound like he's on a CB radio. So just <laughs> breaker, breaker, niner. So when uh, Adam puts this on uh, Spotify in the year 2024, you're going to be like, is that <laughs> right. guy on a, uh, <laughs> on a CB radio? A life. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see it. You made it. It's on a rotary phone. I like it. And people he don't know that. <laughs> Do you remember those phones yeah, where you like they, dial up? <laughs> yeah, remember those phones where you just you push the button, like you'd push a nine, but it was it beep until they go and then it would dial. Do you remember that? Anybody have one of those phones? I don't remember that. No, nobody had those phones. You nobody remembers that. I'm that old. I'm the only guy that remembers the phone. Where well, you I push... remember rotary phones and stuff okay. like that. But well, it was I don't... like a rotary phone, but instead of like the. Mm, it yeah. just like beeped like a t -t 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 -t. I can't believe you guys don't, didn't have those phones anyway. Well, you didn't have. I'm trying I, to remember. Remember. I don't. I don't remember something. Like okay, that. whatever. I need you guys to connect with me. That's the purpose <laughs> of the show. It helps rhythm. It helps rhythm. You know what? Now that you mention it, I do remember. There we go. How about a clear phone? I had a clear phone. I had where a you clear could phone. See all the insides. That was yes, pretty cool. In the eighties, yeah. And oh, a football phone. Watch. Yeah. What happened? What about a football phone? You had a football phone. Oh, nice. <laughs> just I, NFL. Or was it was a particular team. Uh, I no, it's just just a regular NFL football. I felt like I was. I was thinking we were going to say it was right. It was, it was a Sports Jet. Illustrated phone. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say if it was a Jets phone, it didn't work ever. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> hey, I was a Jets fan growing up. It was awful. Yeah, that's where the joke was. All right, guys. <laughs> you guys got to catch up. Yeah. Um, I was just saying last night. It's easy being a Jets fan. Oh shit. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's easy. It's harder being some like a Steelers fan because you think you're going to be good and then you get disappointed where the Jets just know you're going to be disappointed. Like, you know, you know, coming into the season, it's what it's going to be. There's no high it's hopes. How they disappoint you, yeah, but it's no high hopes like Steelers. There's always potential. And then you get let down. Whereas the Jets are like, ah, you know what kind of season you're going to have. Yeah, it will start with the draft. We should have picked this guy. We picked that guy. That guy yeah. we always pick is the wrong guy. And it sets you back yeah. another three years, another five years. Yeah. Well, 
Well, you know, it's, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's football, but we take it serious. It's a weird thing. Like I try not to be into it and I can't stop myself. Like I tell myself oh, after so a disappointment, yeah, I try myself after a disappointing season. I'm like, ah, I can't do this anymore. And then sure enough, I buy the Sunday ticket and I'm locked in. I got a new Steeler hat and the whole thing. And I'm just la la la. And then it's and then the we lose to the Bengals. The huh? The Sunday ticket and the red zone are the two greatest things. The greatest yeah. thing to do on a Sunday. It is fun. It is fun. Uh, so today, you know, we're doing the goth stuff. Um, we're doing, you know, kind of uh, anything that kind of feels Halloweeny for the re- for all of October. And so, Jeff, um, I'm not sure about this album being in the goth category, but it is definitely a interesting album. I feel like it's an album that kind of, uh, you know, was in, at, at the time it came out. It was definitely, you know, something that was new and fresh. What you take it away and uh, tell us why you think it's goth, because I really don't see it. Well, it's not goth. And like when we talk goth, I was thinking about maybe going with a band like Sisters of Mercy which is around the very same goth. era, which, yes. which is very goth, exactly. But then I wanted something that maybe people would know a little bit more. And this is like a, a dark album uh, from Depeche Mode. Uh, the album is the 87 album, uh, yeah. Music for the Masses. And Depeche Mode changed their sound pretty much after the first album. The first album, the band was basically started by Vince Clark, who everyone knows from Yaz, and then goes on to create Erasure, which is a lot of like keyboard electronic uh, dance music. And the Pesh Mode sound at the beginning was a little bit more dancey. Like on the first album, Just Can't Get Enough is a very poppy dance song. Um, but this album goes a little bit darker. And probably my favorite song by the Pesh Mode of all time is on it is Never Let Me Down. And it's a very dark, haunting sound with a lot of sounds and and a lot, you know, just a lot going on. And then the pop single, which is two, it, you know, two versions of it, uh, Strange Love. There's dance version, extended mix. And then uh, since it was so dark, they changed it in 88, a year later, uh, to make it a little bit more upbeat. But I think overall, this album is kind of dark. I think anything that Dave uh, Gahan sings is uh, very dark. He has that very, like, you know, not deep voice like uh, 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 Peter from uh, uh, Typo Negative, but he has a haunting type of sound. It's a very distinct sound. And then you, you add in the keyboard from Andy Fletcher and the, some of the haunting guitar of Martin Gore. And I think it is kind of like a, a dark album. So when we, look, when we were talking about the theme of what we want to do this month, I thought either this or Violator, which is the, uh, another album, which I think is also very good, but that's a little bit more poppy. But I thought this one was a little, little bit more uh, dark and set our theme for the month. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, dark and, you know, to the point where you just, you know, want to kill yourself. I tell you that I try to listen <laughs> to it today and it's just like I, I, I try to get back into this music and it's tough. I feel like this music is... Uh, it's, I don't think it's held up 
in the sense of like, you know, jazz trios and classic rock and stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of like I was talking to Lee about it. She loves the album. She said, you know, she had a lot of uh, actually she loves Depeche Mode. This album, we feel like wasn't one of the best Depeche Mode albums. Like, I feel like there's some good songs on it. Um, and then I what also you like, um, you know, it, well, I was going to say something else, but anyway, um, but what I was going to say about the Depression mode was, you know, I feel like, um, there's something about the keyboards that, you know, I think we, you know, I don't know if it was the drugs we were doing or if it was just the time and the era that I think we took in a lot more keyboards than we should have <laughs> as a society. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I feel like Depeche Mode is a great band. And I think People Are People is probably, you know, a song that really kind of, you know, kind of got my thought going as a child, as a young teenager or whatever. Like, I feel like, oh, yeah, this is about racism and, and different things. But, uh, yeah, this song had a lot of songs on it that I um, remember. I don't I don't necessarily, you know, wasn't into this album as much, but I remember Route 66 was like everywhere. Like for some reason, that cover was every, you know, they played that on the loop. But uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's a good album. But I, as far as the goth thing, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, it's not, you know, I think Halloween. -y. When I think goth, I think, you know, Halloween. I mean, Anthony fucked it up, too. He did Slayer, you know, so that's yeah, not, but you know. When you think Halloween, <laughs> it doesn't fit with goth, but it definitely fits with Halloween. Angel of I Death know. and no, uh, yeah, Piece by you, Piece. I, and... I know, I got you. I put, I'm still putting you. <laughs> you guys say that this, album put you on the road to industrial music hmm it's i don't hear dustin did you guys hear him no no you're back yeah you cut out for a second you you're, you're back um it i can hear how industrial uh kind of came out of that a little bit i i don't think i would consider that album industrial I'm but not yeah, not saying it's industrial, but I'm saying a few years later, then you start to get like you know heavy industrial uh, sound. You start to yeah. get you know more Nine Inch Nails, Skinny Puppy, all those type of bands. But I think this, yeah, yeah. this uh, album kind of puts you down the path for it. Like like Nine Inch Nails takes it like to the next level and harder. Yeah, I'm like, sure all those industrial bands probably listened to Depeche Mode. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some you know. Um, you know, there's some good songs in there. Strange Love is a great, catchy song. Great song. You know, great it's song. like a, a very good, you know, kind of dance song and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I like this album as much as I was listening to it. You know, I feel like it was good. But uh, like I said, I feel like I just kind of it's hard because I I put on new wave. I, I would consider them more new wave. You know, there was yeah, a, you yeah, know there was you know that era of psychedelic furs and all those kind of bands. Well, actually psychedelic furs is probably closer to the next band we're going to discuss. Exactly. But, uh, oh my God. but, um, but this band is great. You know, they feel like they're pioneers, you know, and I love erasure and things they did later. You know, I feel like it was good dance music, but that's what it is. It's, it's kind of, I've seen sophisticated, dance music with you know heavy lyrics you know i mean would be the best way to describe depeche mode where it's just like i feel like i would love to have them unplug like i would <laughs> like to see what they could do you know with guitars more emphasis on guitars and stuff. i know there's some of that in the work but i just i don't know i just said about the keyboard man it drives me crazy 
this if you as listen, I listen again, to it. If you listen to a song like Never Let Me Down, it's a very, very heady song. And I kind of equate it sometimes to The Cure's um, Disintegration album, where it really gets into your head and, and there's a lot of sounds and it's dark. And so that's what I was, that's what I was thinking and going for. Yeah, no, I see that. Well, see, I feel like The Cure embraces more kind of fundamental instruments in their music, you know, and I feel like there is definitely those, those sounds and keyboards, but there's a lot of great guitar work. Yeah. The synths are kind of like uh, an added bonus with the cure. Yeah, exactly. Adam, what are you feeling on this? Um, I mean, I, I have to be in the right mood for Depeche Mode. And, um, I, I always, every time I think of Depeche Mode, I always think of Violator. I always think of Enjoy the Silence. And, um, but, but I mean, this is a, this is a great album. I mean, I like the Behind the Wheel, uh, Little 15. I mean, Never Let Me Down Again is uh, just such a great song. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely I just, you know, I always have a flashback when I listen to Depeche Mode. I feel like I got eyeliner on, I'm smoking a clove, I hate my dad. You know what I mean? Like it always takes me to this <laughs> this this moment in my life where I'm hanging out in a mall parking lot and you know, it's like, you know, that kind of thing. And but it's very yeah, specific it's a, memory. Yeah, well, it's a very huge part of my life, you know, when this music was big. And the thing is with Depeche Mode, it's um you know, it was also like, you know, for a kid growing up in Texas and, you know, everything growing up in a school where they had a rodeo team and everything was very either a football player or you were like a cowboy. And so, you know, this scene comes on and there was probably about nine of us and we we're walking around and we we're, you know, wearing black and broody. And, you know, so it's like it just, you know, it allowed us to kind of have a different identity in a place like Texas, you know, whereas most people, you know, well, like we, you know, we felt like we, we kind of huddled together over this music and it was like the cure and Depeche mode and, you know, uh, the Smiths and, you know, it was like this, this new wave era of music that was important to us. You know, it was like, it gave us something, you know, we weren't on the football team where we weren't, you know, riding a bull. So <laughs> we, we had this music and it was like, you know, it kind of got us through kind of, you know, this uh, people that, that weren't like everybody else. And so that's what Depeche Mode was too. It, it kind of celebrated that spirit of kind of just these misfits and stuff. And so that's what I was always drawn to with this band. And it always takes me back to my youth every time. Were you guys accepted? Except what? No, you, I mean, uh, you say like you was like a little group of you. So were yeah. you guys considered the outcast, you know, who, you know, who dressed in black, who had, you know, maybe had some eyeliner on? Yeah, I mean, uh, fortunately, I got chicks. If that hadn't happened, I probably would have blown up the school. But uh, <laughs> it's a very fine line to walk, Justin. <laughs> but, but you know, the girls, you know, girls are kind of into you know the rock star thing, and so I was I was leaning into that, and so you know, no man, I was friends with a lot of these you know these different groups and stuff, and 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 to be honest with you, what ended up happening too is a lot of the jockey or country or whatever people started kind of getting into this music because it was everywhere. So you would see people that were kind of jocks and stuff. Cause I remember I was at a dead or live concert and, um, 
I saw a guy that just had no idea what the guy, what Pete Burns looked like. And so I think he was mortified <laughs> that he comes out, he's got a G string and everything. And it was just like, you spin me rides round, baby. It's like, Oh my, you could tell he was just mortified. Same with erasure. When I saw erasure in Texas and he comes out in a tutu and I don't think anybody was, you know, they just heard the music. They were, nobody was doing research or, or finding out who these people were. Nobody was reading music magazines or even looking at their albums. And so, and even actually a lot of the albums didn't have their faces on them. Like, I don't no. think Erasure had their faces. Depeche Mode always had some weird cover. And uh, so, yeah, so that was a really funny thing is to be at a concert and then watch like people that didn't know what they were getting and then just be like blown away by, you know, these like crazy, you know, independent, weirdo, gay, whatever that they weren't used to. And they just had to like deal with it. So that was like a funny thing to watch in Texas. We'd see these concerts and people like, what? You're wearing a tutu? What? I just wanted <laughs> dance music. So it was fun watching that. But uh, yeah, I was accepted. I'm always excited. And I'm, if you're funny, you know, you could you could be a weirdo and get along with a football player, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I've learned in life. And that's <laughs> it's like, you know, and also they give you props if you got a, you know, cute girl next to you. That seemed to be the, I hate to be, you know, that guy, but that's really all it is in high school. <laughs> if you date somebody, you know, then they say, okay, it can't be that weird. <laughs> but um, I don't know why I went down that road, but that's where we are. So um, anybody have a Depeche Mode experience? Any Twitchers? You guys have a favorite Depeche Mode song? Um, did you have a weird band that kind of got you through high school? Did you have a band that you connected to, you know, that kind of like it was your group, your group band that you kind of kind of were into as a kid in high school. I'm sure nobody's watching today, but if you are, check us out. Let us know <laughs> if you have a favorite Depeche Mode song or a band that kind of got you through the high school years. Because, uh, you know, that's what it is here. This is show is about reliving high school. <laughs> so we're all just, except Anthony. Anthony's like, I'm not going back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, you know. It's, it was fine. It is what it is. I feel like Jeff had the most fun because he was in an era that was about fast cars and, you know, just guitars and <laughs> yeah. And plus he was, he was in high sure school working at a, working at a record store. Meanwhile, yeah. saving up enough money to buy his own record store. That was not what the world you know, was like. You know when who I was Jeff is? There's a, there's a movie. Oh my God. I can't think of the name of it offhand, but it's a, one of those Howard, well, not Howard Hughes, John Hughes. It's a John Hughes movie. What's the one with uh, the chick drummer and she's friends with Eric oh, Stoltz? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, you're you're basically that some kind of wonderful guy where you're like saving your money and like you know. Okay, good. So you're gonna make <laughs> me the bad guy, Harley. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're a sweetheart. You look more like him, but you, your your work ethic is like Eric Stoltz, where he saved up the money That's and right. then he and then he blew it on the earrings for that you know that that That's chick. Right. For, uh, for what? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that was uh, that was fun. Love so that movie. any uh, any twitchers probably anything, Adam? Yeah, uh, your mom's uh, arch enemy says I feel depressed when I listen to Depeche Mode. Mm. Um, yeah, I see that. They're very depressing. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's like uh, it's you know just I guess it kind of depends where we are in your life. You know, certain kind of music brings you down even deeper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes depression, like sometimes when I'm depressed or sad or whatever, sometimes depressing music gets me out of it because I feel like it just kind of like we're working it through together with the lyrics and stuff. And like, uh, yeah. you know, 
like some sort of like Mazzy star moment or some depressing. I'm sure Billie Eilish is like that for like this generation where it's just like, you know, some of the lyrics. Yeah. Some of the lyrics just, you know, kind of get into this generation. And so you just kind of, you cry your way through it and then you're okay at the end, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like that about a lot of music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sinead O'Connor was that for me when that first album came out. Like that's some sad music. That's a really, oh, yeah. you know, sad stuff. And the Smiths were like that for a lot of us. Where it was just Smith like, oh, the ultimate band like that. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God, yeah. dude. I hope she gets out of a coma. <laughs> yeah. Please, please, please let me get what I want. Yeah. My God, that song, you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> that doesn't make it work. Anthony, what were some of your depressing bands? Did you have your depression bands? Yeah, I had, well, so the Eels were one of those for me, just kind of mostly acoustic kind of sad songs or like um, Beck's Sea Change album. Mm -hmm. It was like a really good breakup album. Um, I remember sometime sometime in high school, I think, high school or or beginning of college, I, I was going through a breakup and it's all I would listen to was Sea Change. It's like, mm. This is like it was written for me. <laughs> I could have written this song. Yeah, that was about like a, his divorce or or whatever. Oh, he was like okay. with this woman for like a decade, and they broke up, and then he put out Sea Change. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Bon Jovi. Actually, I'm not. You know, I feel like I grew out of them, but I remember as a kid, they they had some good. You know, kind of. You give love a bad name, and you yeah. know, kind of that kind of like I'll breakup stuff. You. I'll be the oh my god, that song. These five words, I swear to you, <laughs> if you breathe, I want to be the air for you. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I remember that song. I think I did go obsessed with that because it was on the radio all the time. My little Suzuki oh, Samurai, yeah. and it was just like blaring on the radio constantly. You couldn't get away from Bon Jovi. You say I'll be there for you, and I immediately think the Friends theme. Oh right, yeah, same lyric, different yeah. different song. Hmm. I wonder are they hacked. I guess they hacked. Probably, they, yeah. They remixed it and made yeah. it theirs. What about you, Adam? I feel like you got some cutter music. What do you got? Oh, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of Radiohead, so yeah, uh, they got a there yeah, plenty you go. of depressing stuff. But uh, just like Anthony, uh, I, I went through a whole phase of listening to Sea Change for a while, and uh, the other one was uh, Dylan's uh, Blood on the Tracks mm. too. That was the uh, one of the great breakup albums. Nice. I, I have a hard time listening to Pink Floyd sometimes. I mean, because mm. I feel like it's just going to put me in a mood. Like, I love it. Like, when the wall, like anything with the wall, it's like, oh, my God. You know, like, I mean, is there anybody out there? <laughs> <laughs> it really brings you down, man. Like, if you have you, it was the last time you saw a saw the wall like that movie. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid I'll relapse if I watch that movie. <laughs> it's so depressing. Like, uh, it's brilliant, but it's it's really a lot. All right, so Adam, um, take us away with uh, your your album pick of the goth month. What do you got? All right, so my, uh, my knowledge of uh, goth music is pretty limited. So um, I when I think of goth, I think uh, uh, to actually a band that you talked about at the... Uh, Top of the show, uh, they're not a goth band, but uh, Velvet Underground, Venus and Furs, I just think is a perfect goth song. Is that kind of song? Like, I almost think, uh, when I think goth music, I think music you'd hear at a vampire orgy. Yes. And, um, <laughs> yes. That's why we're with Rob Zombie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't have sex to slayer. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was supposed to be music you could have sex to. I, I thought mean, it was that's just part of God. Scare, that's scary. Vampire sex. sex. Vampire sex. Halloween. I went with this most terrifying ba- uh, album I could think of, which was Rain and Blood. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> terrifying. I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why I think uh, Venus and Furs is just such a perfect goth song, even if it's not from a goth band. But sure. um, so uh, yeah, since we talked '80s, '90s uh, goth band, uh, goth albums uh, so far, I figured, all right, let's try something from the 2000s. So I, I took a look at some lists and found uh, the Horrors, uh, which uh, well, actually they're they're. Um, so I picked Primary Colors, their 2009 album. They had a, they came about in 2007 with a Strange House, which was more kind of like nihilistic punk. And they, uh, from what I read, they would dress up in almost like Rocky Horror kind of nice. attire. I love, and, um, love that. They, uh, they, uh, they took a turn. They, they, at first they were kind of touted as like the next big thing in the UK. Uh, even before their album came out, their album comes out. It's kind of a letdown. Um, they uh, they go into the studio. They take a completely different turn, and that's where they come up with uh, Primary Colors, which is you know it's not necessarily a goth album, but it has some goth elements. I think in it, it's um, uh, it has some shoegaze in it. It has uh, there's a feeling of um, uh, some like My Bloody Valentine in there. Um, it's definitely, um, they, they actually opened for Depeche mode and I think oh, it was wow. in 2017. Very cool. So I think they, you know, they, they kind of share a similar, uh, audience and, um, and it was, uh, they, they were on, they were on my radar for a while. I hadn't really listened to them until the last two weeks. And, and this album's really, uh, kind of grown on me. I actually think it's a, uh, a pretty well done album front to back. Um, there's uh um you know there's 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 some dark there's some darkness in there there's uh um uh, you know what well, I was wondering what you guys thought of this album um I liked it a lot I think I liked it better than the Depeche Mode album um I mean there were some songs I remember as hits on the Depeche Mode album but I, I like this band I thought they were you know they, that's kind of more the goth I'm into which is like Bauhaus or like right. uh Gino's Jezebel or uh uh Sisters of Mercy as, as Jeff was saying and um Love and Rockets and um uh, definitely Psychedelic Furs I thought they had kind of that sound and um some Bowie and yeah it was fun I thought they uh it adds a sense of humor to it as well there was some funny lyric yeah. uh, lyric stuff you know there was that, um uh, there's some joy division really in there as well too, and um, yeah, it's a nice mishmash, you know. And I yeah. like a band that's anything from 2009 or something is going to be a little bit of a throwback from something else. I mean, they definitely sounded like I I didn't realize that they started that late because they definitely sounded like a band from you know the the Cure era and stuff. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was good. I thought it was um, it was a good listen. You know, it was like uh, interesting stuff. I felt like I would like they'd be a cool band to see live. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like any band that's into costumes and whatnot is, you know, right up my alley because yep. I'm a costume <laughs> guy. But uh yeah, I thought it was cool. What about you, Anthony? What'd you think? I uh, I I liked this. Uh I I definitely liked it more than Depeche Mode. Uh but they took all the best things that Depeche Mode did, I think, you know, like mm. the they, yeah. 
it, it was reminiscent. Like I put, I was listening to them back to back. So when I put this on, I was like, oh, it's like a better version of Depeche Mode, but then also mixed with like, to me, I was hearing like uh, sort of the, the the sound of the early 2000s, like, you know, sort of almost like the Strokes or like the mm-hmm. Libertines or, or bands like yeah. that uh, mixed in kind of updating the, the, the 80s kind of synth sound. Uh, so, so I, I like that about it. Um, I thought it was cool. And I was looking, I was trying to look at some of their music videos too. And the music videos were like pretty cool, like almost like reminded me of kind of nineties rock band music videos, uh, just kind of artistic. Yeah. It's pretty amazing that they, you know, that they weren't, cause I just really assumed that they were of that time. So yeah, it's cool. It's good music. I feel like it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's always interesting. Like I hadn't heard of them, so it's nice. Yeah, to, I didn't it's nice, to, nice to listen to a band that you're not familiar with. Yeah, I would listen to them again, and I don't think I would listen to the Depeche Mode album again. I've never been a, a fan of their stuff. I thought it was fine, but I don't love it. I think Depeche Mode is like, uh, yeah, good. A nice best of is is probably a good way to go with Depeche Mode, yeah. in my opinion. I'm not saying they're not. They're. I'm sure some people are very purist to their albums, but. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's like, uh, that's just kind of how certain bands like the Eagles yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just stay, just stay best of. That's all you need, bro. That's all. That's all. Yeah. That's all you need. I definitely okay. like Depeche Mode more than I like the Eagles, uh, but, well, uh, it's all that coming, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they, they just never, were never, uh, a band I was, I was super into. Very cool. Uh, any Twitchers out there? What is uh, some of your favorite goth bands? If you have any, we would love to hear here on the show. Uh, Jeff is walking to his gig, which is hilarious. Ah. <laughs> there's nothing like that trying You're to muted, find Jeff. the gig. He yeah. should be muted. He was, well, uh, he was, he was making talking. a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he was trying walking. to talk to us. <laughs> he's not going to talk to us. We'll just, we're just going to watch him walk. We'll just make fun of him. <laughs> he has to just take it. <laughs> About Anthony's become tough on this show because you know he's not. You know he's and not going to see. Now he's not going to see Jeff. So Anthony could be like, "Let's make fun of this dude." That would that would hit me on the head in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Dustin, I think you said it right at the beginning, man. Like when when I heard, I never heard of the Harvards before. And when yeah. I listened to them, the first band that came to mind was um, uh, uh, Psychedelic Furs, and I was thinking yeah. about that. Remember the song Heaven? Sure. That's yeah. what it. That's what it reminded me a lot of. Well, listen, guys, I gotta take off. So, All right, buddy. Uh, I'll, I'll Have a great show. Have a great show, buddy. Happy Thanks, Halloween. Man, appreciate it. You take too. care, bye man. Bye bye. Uh, so that was Jeff uh, leaving us. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> these are weird edits. He should have just bounced out. But anyway, mm-hmm. so you got your work set out for you, Adam. Yep. That's why it takes four years to get these up. Uh, I blame Jeff. <laughs> I blame Jeff. It's always Jeff. But yeah, I feel like. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's always good to discover some stuff. So this is cool. So I don't know if anybody has a favorite goth band, but uh, I think we exhausted the genre here on Dustin's <laughs> Vinyl. We did all we could do with uh, any sort of spooky, you know, daunting music, haunting music. But uh, yeah, so you guys, uh, you know, we're gonna. You guys do anything exciting for Halloween? I feel like. Uh, do you? I feel like you dress up, Adam, and like are forced to go to parties. Is that your life? Uh, you know, I haven't gone to a Halloween party in, uh, I think a couple of years uh, or two or three years or so, but, um, um, I mean, I'd like to, I think, you know, COVID really, uh, put a 
a dent into yeah. Halloween parties. Um, yeah, I was just, yeah. Um, I think I remember one time I went to, I think I told this story. I'll tell it again. Cause it's just too funny. Um, so I used to go to, you know, I was a Mormon. So I'd have to go to these Mormon Halloween dance parties. And so one year I went as Vincent Van Gogh and I, and I did like the, the bandage and I put blood on my bandage and I, and I had a palette and then I put like the ear on the palette. Like that was a big deal. And it was, it was a huge success. Everybody loved my Vincent Van Gogh and I kind of look like him. I got the, you know, the face and the beard and everything. So it, it worked perfect. And had a vest. It was great. And I ate a little paint. So I was a little, you know, into the character. It was very method. So it'd be a little crazy when I got there. <laughs> so, so anyway, so the next year I went to this Mormon Halloween party and this is the time I was kind of on my way out of being Mormon. Like it was like, I was a little dicey. The, the, the fact that I was even going to any of these at this point was probably questionable. And so I also kind of look like another figure, uh, historical figure, uh, a, a man called Charlie Manson. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, I went as Charles Manson and, uh, and the swastika, the thing I had to, and mind you, this is a Mormon Halloween dance party. This is like, they're bobbing for apples. This is the kind of party it is. And so, and then I had a shirt. And it was a white uh, T-shirt. And then I put red, like fake blood that said too late for Sharon Tate. And this is what I wore <laughs> to a Mormon Halloween party. <laughs> Let's just say it did not go very well. And, uh, I, I think that. at some point someone offered a jacket for me. <laughs> Maybe take the swastika off and put on this mm -hmm. jacket. So, uh, so yeah, guys, just so you know, if you go as Charles Manson to a Mormon Halloween party, it might get weird. <laughs> you know, it might, it might get weird. So, you know, but you, you might get a free jacket. <laughs> you got a free jacket. I took somebody's jacket, um, lady's jacket, but I took it. Uh, so, uh, so have fun out there. Anthony, favorite candy. Go. Favorite Halloween can candy. What do you uh, got? Give me three. Give me your top three. What do you got? Like candy bars count or, Just or Halloween candy? Right. Well, it's not I a tough question. I like candy corn. I know a lot of people hate candy corn. Okay, I like so that's it. your that's your what three? I, you want to go for two? I'll put that. I'll say that's three. Three uh, candy corn. I like three. Uh, I like uh, 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 <laughs> almond joy. I like an almond, almond joy. joy. I like an almond joy. And number number one, what do you got? Twix. Twix. Nice. Nice. Good work. Good work. Adam, what do you got? All right, got I got to go uh, Halloween. I would candy. say number one, I got to go with the Reese's peanut butter cups. No, I forgot about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you like candy corn, so you don't get a Reese's peanut butter cup. You've lost your rights to a peanut butter cup because you put stupid candy corn in there. I like All candy right, so corn. Reese's peanut butter cup. The, whole uh, one, the big ones or the small ones? Oh, I mean, you got to go with the big ones. Big you got to go with the uh, like the three pack, the big one. Um, yeah. Let me see. So then probably three musketeers. Wow. Okay. And. Nugget, you like nugget, huh? Yeah, okay. yes. I'm trying to think of a third one. Um, I might go. I might go almond joy. Also, almond joy. Okay, all right. Very, very. I good. love almond joy. Do you love almond joy? Um, um. Let's see. I, I. Here's the deal. I'm gonna go Reese's peanut butter cup, but I like the Reese's peanut butter cup 
like the pumpkins, you know, where they do like oh, yeah. the specialty things. There's something about oh, yeah. it. I feel like the peanut butter's it's it's whipped or something. Like it it's smoother. Like it mm-hmm. has a better taste. But you don't really get the I'm not that I'm out Halloween trick or treating or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's just weird if I'm out knocking on doors. If I knock on doors, somebody's <laughs> calling the cops. <laughs> but uh, I go, you know, I'm always a peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter guy. Um, you know, I'm I like sugary stuff. Like uh, I like uh, you know, Sour Patch Kids. I like sometimes oh, yeah. I, I do love chocolate and I love all that stuff. But I like uh, that kind of stuff. Even nerds, I like just weird. Sometimes I just I get into a sugar thing where it's just like hard candy and stuff. I like. What about uh, Smarties? Yeah, I like Smarties. There's nothing like eating jewelry off yourself. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like like chewing on a bracelet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's something very gratifying in just chewing a bracelet off your hand. But I, uh, I like Airheads too. If we're talking uh, non-chocolate uh, types of candy, Airheads. What's yeah, that? I don't heads? know what that is. You don't know oh. Airheads? Talk to me. It's Tell like me what a, it is. Maybe I do. I don't know. Uh. It's like uh it's it's like a flattened <laughs> piece of candy. It's it's like uh some of them are sour, but they look like tongues. Like as a kid, you open up the little thing I'll check and it out. I'll check it out. Just uh, have it you... hang out of your mouth like it's a tongue. Oh, okay. So it's like taffy? Of... Is it taffy? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like a flattened taffy sort of. Yeah. But a little right. sweeter. <laughs> Airheads. Airheads. All right. It's not in my it's not in my world. I'll I'll oh, make man. it a part of my life. I'll get some airheads. I thought it was universal. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe a taffy is. I mean, taffy, yeah. if you said taffy, I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd get down with some taffy. But it's I don't sort like, of like a taffy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how, you, that's how you know you're getting old and the certain candies that you don't eat because you know <laughs> the work it's going to take to get it out of your teeth. You know what yeah, I mean? Now and laters. Oh, my God. Yeah. The worst. Starburst. Starburst. Yeah. Butterfingers. I love Butterfingers and Dr. Pepper, but man, it's just, it's, I mean, I'll do it once in a while, like a freaking junkie. Like I'll just go in, especially at the movies or something, but it's a lot of work to get all that out of your teeth. It is. So, but I, for, uh, I forgot about Butterfingers too. That might be my number one. Can I change it? Is it too late? <laughs> no, stop trying to be like me, bro. <laughs> Yeah, butterfingers butter are fingers. good, but they're but yeah. it's it's like it's just, you know, but it's the work after, you know what I mean? It's like it's the yeah. hair one of the comedy, you know what I mean? Like you just got to get a needle, you got to get a spoon, you know, like it's it feels <laughs> like that. So if you're if you're suffering from <laughs> addiction, please don't take this serious. But I do love uh, butterfingers, and that's probably going to be the number one for me and Anthony. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Have a safe, happy Halloween. Uh, get yourself some goth music. Uh, this month we covered, uh, we get we did Rob Zombie's uh, White Zombie uh, 2000. I forget what that's called now. Astro Creep 2000. Astro Creep 2000. White Zombie. What else did we cover? We um, we did uh, Slayer, Rain and Blood. We did Slayer, Rain and Blood. And then today we did Depeche Mode uh, for the uh, music for the, music masses. for the masses. And the Horrors, mm-hmm. Primary Colors. Got that right. So check out all those albums and, uh, you know, have fun, guys, out there. Be safe. Um, everybody's going to wear a mask because it's Halloween and it's a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Except in Florida and Texas. All right, everybody. Check out our website. Uh, not website. That's coming soon. But check out um, our Facebook page and our Instagram page and get all the likes up and give tell more people about yeah. Justin's vinyl. We need some hits on Spotify and uh, we need some more viewers here on the Twitch show because we love you. And so we'll see you later. Keep rocking. Buy that vinyl, baby. Woo!
Bye. Nice wave. I like that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.